Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Guys, what is going on? Community, welcome back. If it's your first time here, you are in for a treat. Guys, today is a very special, uh, very special episode because I'm laughing already talking about it because it's with my good friend Rami, who I have not seen in a very long time due to the gyms being closed. We talk all about that, but you know, first things first, you're going to hear us in the beginning of this podcast. We're like totally out of sorts. We start laughing right away because we were talking for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes before and Rami thought the entire time we were recording and um, I'm like, hey man, don't get into too much. We got to hit record and we both started laughing. He's like, man, I thought we were already talking and this is something that uh, Rami and I always get into this. It's like every time we're together and we're in the gym, we have to tell each other if we're just started working out or we're finishing working out because we will take away an hour of each other's time just because to catch up and to talk about life and it's always about life and how we're feeling, what we're doing. You know, Rami's an entrepreneur, he's a power lifter at heart, Um, but more importantly, he's a great friend of mine, and every time we get together, we're like, we just can't shut up, man. We're just like coffee talking all the time, so I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. It's really, really, really good. We dive into some deep things about lifestyle and mindset and where we're at and how the passing of his father um, at his young age really set the tone of who he needs to be today to step up and take care of everyone that's around him. Um, that's his his two sisters and his mother and and everyone else that's in his family under underneath his roof. But he's really stepped his game up at such a young age. He has really, really done it. And I just can't wait to see where this kid's going in the next couple of years even to the next three to five year plan that he has going on. And that's how we definitely met. We definitely met through hardcore adversities that we've actually, you know, persisted through and are still fighting off today. We dive deep into the mindset of what you guys need to do each and every day. And, you know, just shed some light that, you know, there's other people out there. It's not just you going through what you need to go through. There's other people that you can lean on, you can learn from. It doesn't matter your age. Rami and I are 15. I'm 12 to 15 years older than him. So it's one of those things where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you you get you, you're around those like-minded people all the time and it just makes you grow. So guys, it's going to be great. Grab some paper, grab some pens. You guys take notes, like all these episodes that we always say to grab pen and paper. It's, it's meaningful. Like you can write down, you can jot down one, two, and three points of every single podcast and learn from those. You start building your own routines from. So guys, it's really important to pay attention. And once again, thank you guys so much for being here and giving us your time and energy Like always, guys, this podcast is brought to you by Ambition Threads Company. Ambition is a motivating lifestyle clothing brand empowering individuals to the best version of themselves each and every day through hard work, faith, and persistence. Those are the three keys of success towards your everyday life. Guys, (laughs) this is going to be a great episode. I promise you this. So I do apologize for the laughter in the beginning, guys. But thank you guys so much for being here. Here is my good friend, Rami. The community welcome my man, Rami, to the show. Rami, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. What's up, guys? My name is Rami Salame. Uh, we were just chatting for like 20, 30 minutes, and <laughs> I totally thought we were recording this whole time, so now I'm a little thrown off. I'm having to redo it. But yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on, bro. I'm happy we were able to make this happen. We've been saying for months uh, trying to make this work, but quarantine life has uh, made schedules open up a little bit. Hey, it's great. We can all reconnect. Like we, like we were just talking, man. Like how many people have you reconnected since uh, the quarantine time, man? You just been on that phone trying to call some people or what? Yeah, man. Honestly, I've been trying to reconnect with a lot of people. I feel like I uh, either ruined relationships with over stupid shit that I did back in the past or uh, just we drifted apart. And it's been really nice. I actually had a couple people reach out to me too. I'm talking like all the way back when I was 15, dude. 
Like I ruined my relationship with one of my closest friends back when I was like, I don't know, 15 to 18 years old, like somewhere around there. And I reached out to him and it's, it's really, really good. It's refreshing that I was able to kind of clear the air and take the time to kind of be like, yo, I was just being an idiot, you know? Yeah. I think, I think this time, speaking of the quarantine, I think this time during the coronavirus, it's like, man, I think we should, we should really try to shoot for something that creates a little bit of success and a little bit of 1% better every single day as we go forward. It's like, you know, I've seen a lot of posts and like the latest meme right now is like something that says, um, this isn't like a competition because everyone's kind of fed up with people posting like, I'm doing this today. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, okay. We understand it's not a competition, but this is just, that's just a dark take on the positive like mood that everyone's trying to lift up. Like we should be doing something this time. Like we will be in this house probably for another month. You should probably get your ass doing something. Yeah. At least that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Like, I don't know start quilting or some shit, like do something positive. You know what I'm saying? I feel it's like such people- a 50, 50 balance, man. I know it, it really it's is so tough. It's so tough because a part of me understands that meme coming from somebody who like, I, I, you know, like I'm a workhorse man and uh, right. I lose sight of relationships, family, gym, my, my sanity, my health because of work and productivity. So a part of me, when I see that meme, I'm like, hallelujah, you are a hundred percent right. You know, and the other part of me is like, yeah, but if you stick to that, you're going to become lazy and not grow either. So you need to find a right, right balance. You know what I'm saying? Um, so a part of me gets it, but a part of me is also like the wrong person can take it the wrong way. You know, I think a so too. Can take it the wrong way. I mean, a hundred percent. There's always, you know, devil's advocate on both sides of the coin, no mm-hmm. matter what. And it was like, I was just talking to my buddy, Brian this morning. He was like, Hey man, how was the week going? I haven't checked in with you. And I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm glad this, that this week's a little slower than last week. I felt last week was so crazy and so fucked up for me recording, you know, I think five or six podcasts in 10 days and learning how to do stuff on YouTube and all that. And I'm like this week, I'm like, all right, I'm only going to record a couple. I'm only going to post a couple. I'm going to get back to what I should be doing and check in with my clients 100% and all those things. It's like, you got to do it both, man. Like you should be pushing and you should be chilling too. But this is a good time too to chill because I think a lot of people do need to get out of the gyms and kind of get recentered with the life that they, that they remember that they had. And I think this is a good time to do that. You know, um, touching on that point, that's the thing that I struggled with a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of times where my identity was solely the gym. Then there was times my identity was solely business. And now I'm realizing, Hey fam, you're never going to be happy. If you have a sole identity, I'm multifaceted. You're multifaceted. Everybody is multifaceted. Right? So I think it's important that going off that quarantine point, it's important to realize that right now you can take time to step away and be like, Hey, are you depressed? Cause you can't make it to the gym. Or are you depressed because that was your only source of outlet, right? Good point. Good um, point. And uh, for me, like, for instance, like, you know, like, dude, powerlifting is what I fucking live for. I love it. You know, I, I look back at my old posts or like my old save posts of, I was just looking back um, at a save post I had by Clarence Kennedy. He clean and jerked 495 and then did a, a backflip right afterwards. Every time I see it, I'm just like, that is so fucking impressive. I cannot get over how impressive it is. And it makes, it makes me so hype, right? Like I know powerlifting is a huge passion for me, but I've also taken this time to realize like, Hey, that can't be my only outlet. That can't be my only passion. Cause at the end right. of the day, God forbid an injury, um, what anything can happen, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, well, you're, you're essentially there's, there's calling yourself out. You're kind of calling yourself out on your own bullshit. You know, it's like, yeah. if the only thing that you can remember is the gym or the only thing that you actually care about is a gym, like you need to pull back. 
And there's other things to life. And I think it's a good point is like, I think a lot of people right now are kind of going through that. A lot of people are like, oh, I want to get back to the gym. I want to go lift weights. I want to go touch a barbell. I want to be around those people. But it's like, Hey, listen, you have to be happy in like every, every, every part of your life going forward. I feel like if you're upset right now, chances are when this is over, you're still going to be a little bit upset. And if you're, if you were upset going into this, you're probably still upset. So it's one yeah. of those things like take this as a reset. It's a man. dark it's, circle, man. It it's totally fucking is right. Like, and, and it's a, it's a vicious cycle you can get yourself into, you know, cause um, it's a self-fulfilling cycle. And uh, like, even me, for instance, like there was times like, dude, like sometimes um, I can tell a lot by my mood, by the music I need to listen to when I work out. Right. <laughs> and um, I catch myself now, like before I used to feed into it. Right. Like I can, I can get into some pretty heavy shit and, uh, and then I can also put on like John Bellion afterwards. Right. So it's like, it just, it, my music taste really, really varies, but I've noticed that, Hey, um, as much as I can enjoy the heavy stuff sometimes when I'm training, if I'm having a bad day, if I just play that heavy stuff while I'm in the gym, which is my source of reset. It's the vicious cycle still, you know, um, it's still continuing into that bad pattern. So I've noticed that like kind of playing better music or even no music or just putting on a podcast. I usually by the end of the workout, I'm like, I'm fully reset. I'm good. I can take on, go on with my day. You know? Yeah. I think that says a lot too of like, if you're stressed right now without the gym, like what were you actually doing when you were in the gym at that time? You know, like mm -hmm. if you're stressed now you're going to go into the gym stress, like, are you really getting out everything you can get out of that workout or the relationships with the people that you see? Like if you seek that out so hardcore, but you're going into it, fucking mad or like already upset from your day, like you're really not going to get something out of it. So this is the time to kind of pull back. I think, I mean, I've been talking to all my clients like, Hey, listen, I know you're upset. I know you want to get back at it. Let's just take this almost as a reset. I need to recharge what's going on. Cause how yeah. many times do we not take that time off of the gym? And we know we should take time off until it's too late until we're burned out or until an injury happens. And then we're really far behind. It's like, and we're screwed. We're we didn't down. take the time. Yep to fix that and you know you know what that reminds me of uh i would say about uh so obviously you know like i'm muslim i fast once a year during ramadan where like i have to basically train at like you know 10 p.m to 2 in the morning it just depends so it's like during that time i always train a lifetime fitness in orland right and uh about a year and a half ago well about a year ago for last ramadan I was like, you know what? Screw it. I think I'm just going to get a membership there and keep body tech. I'm going to have both because my mom and my aunt, um, they aren't going to go to body tech. They just, they don't like the environment there. They'd rather train a lifetime, which is fine. I was like, yo, if you guys go, it's worth the money. If it's a health, health and wellness, I'll pay for it. I don't mind. So they actually started going and then my sisters ended up loving it. And I started going. And why I brought this up is because my sisters actually checked me on something. Um, so when I'm at body tech, right? Like I'm usually, it doesn't happen all the time, but usually I'm elated to be there, right? I get to see you, I get to see my boys, I get to see all the friends that I've just cultivated, the environment that we've all cultivated there. It's a lot more fun, it's a lot more energizing. So I'm just happier just being in there. Um, when I trained at Lifetime, because I actually enjoy the, the equipment they have there is really good. When I trained at Lifetime, my sisters were like, dude, you're being a massive dick. Like not only to people, but to them. I wasn't talking to nobody, headphones, head down, just training. And yo, um, this is going to come off maybe wrong. And some people may disagree with me. That's completely fine. But 
I'm not really all for that head down, get your work done in the gym, blah, blah. Uh, there is time and place for that. There's time and place for that, right? Um, for me, that's when I have to do my business work, head down, get my work done, that's it. The gym for me is way more than just the physicality, way more than just the strength. It's a way for me to reset, talk to people, and enjoy my life, right? So if that's that part of the gym for you, that's what you need. I respect that. When I was losing all the weight, that's what I had to do. But I think I kind of have the gym powerlifting sort of stuff set up for myself. I know what I have to do. I don't have to necessarily do that to get to that place. Um, so I noticed I started to build a bad relationship with Lifetime in specific because I was like, head down, hardworking, blah, blah, blah. I was getting insane workouts, like insane lifts. It was beautiful. I loved it, but I wasn't happy. And then um, uh, I remembered Serene just pulled me to the side. She's like, Rami, you're being a fucking dick. I was like, because I was being even snappy with her. She's like, we're at Lifetime. Like, dude, like half the time you're not even listening to music. You're just open arms talking. And then like people try and come up to me and talk to me a lifetime. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. And uh, she checked me and I was like, holy shit, you're right. I didn't even notice it. And you know what else was crazier? I also noticed I listened to darker, heavier music when I, when I was at Lifetime. Hmm. And I was like, time out. Like, dude, I really need to be more aware of what's going on in my own body, you know? And uh, dude, it was that little subtle thing for me just to realize what was going on. And I swear to God, it was almost overnight. I damn near created the same environment at Lifetime for myself. Like almost the same fucking environment with people. It's crazy, crazy. Um, and it was simply just because I wasn't aware of what I was doing and the energy I was giving off to other people, right? And again, there will always be time and place where you have to put your head down, got to get your work done. I get that entirely. There is time and place for that. Um, it's just for me, usually the gym really isn't that place for me unless I'm trying, I'm not trying to compete in powerlifting too. Like, I'm not. Right, you know? right. I, I'm training more of the mental aspect and being healthy. I can do that and enjoy a social life because I think I need that for the healthy part, right? And um, I, 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 it just, it blew my mind that that little awareness tip like changed everything for me. And I also saw this uh, one thing where it was like, dude, what's the problem with just going up and waving and saying hi to somebody, giving them a smile? You know, like that's what, it's, it's just, it's such simple shit. And I started doing it and I cultivated the same environment and lifetime as I did at Body Tech. And it, dude, it blew my mind. Like it, I cannot tell you, it was almost overnight. Like I went from talking to absolutely nobody, head down, working hard, coming off like a dick. Dude, the amount of people that told me a lifetime that are now my friends are like, dude, I thought you were a massive douchebag. Massive <laughs> douchebag. And I was like, I, I don't want to be known that way. Like right. maybe it's an ego thing. I don't know. But I was like, I genuinely think I'm striving to be a good person, right? I don't want to come off like a douchebag to people. It's not the way I want to be, but you have to be aware of the energy you're giving off because people don't know, right? I, and I'm, I I'm exactly the same way, man. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm the same way too. Like the gym for me is more than just a workout. It's like, if I'm positive in my life outside the gym, that positivity is going to be inside the gym yes. and vice versa. If I'm having a great workout, the rest of my day is great. Basically, you know, I, every time I walk out of the gym and I'm in a good mood, dude, I'm not going to, the rest of my days, if I come across Stop. something that is going to be difficult, I'm like, eh, oh, well, you know, like yep. it's one of those things, like it's just a speed bump instead of walking out of the gym, 
fucking furious. And then all of a sudden someone pulls out right in front of me in the same parking lot. And I'm like, fuck you. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. to me, that's not how it is. Now flip the script and I'll play devil's advocate saying, if I was doing a bodybuilding show or a powerlifting meet or a CrossFit, you know, a competition, it's different. You're actually doing Entirely something. different. You're invested. Yeah. You're in, you have tons of time. Everything's invested. Nutrition, time, sleep. It's invested. I get that. If you're not competing in anything, that whole fuck you attitude in the gym, I can guarantee you're leaving, you're leaving gains there and you're not doing it the right way. And if you can't gain it there, then what the hell is the point of going? You know, it's the same way if you go into the gym mad, you probably shouldn't even fucking go. And like, that's the, and that's the aura that you should need to give out. I love like, how you have similar to have we fun. are, man. Yeah, but it's, that's yeah, the truth yeah. though. I mean, if anyone's Just listening to this and you go into the gym and you're fucking mad, how many times have you walked into the gym super, super, super upset? You know, you shouldn't be there, number one. And number two, that workout is just garbage. You do one and set. And you ruin relationships. That's the yes. most, most important part. Dude, there was so many, you know, I'm even going to name drop them. I don't even care. Um, I, dude, now I'm talking about the different Steve, Steve Suarez. I, 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 I love the kid. That's, dude, he, he used to be one of my first best friends, actually. He was, like, sleeping over my house, like, fifth, sixth grade, you know? And I remembered when I lived in Glenview, and like I told you, I was making the most amount of money I ever did um, at the time. Uh, I was, quote, unquote, successful for my age. But, do I fucking hated my life, bro. Hated my life. And I remembered when I would go to body tech for the two times a week I could because I was working so much, uh, I would just, like, I wouldn't – I would see Steve. I would – I remembered specifically Steve because, like, again, he's somebody who I consider like a brother to me. I love that kid, and uh, I say kid, but he's my age, but whatever. So, um, I remember there was times where it's like I'd be in the gym and it's like I'm so pissed at myself, so upset. Like I kept my headphones in and just didn't talk to anybody. I remember there was one time I did it with Steve where it's like I saw him and I just kept on walking and kept on training. And I think back to that time and I was like, dude, this is a kid that I love, I adore. You know what I'm saying? He's a good fucking friend to me, and you're telling like. I don't even think I ever told him that, but I remember that time that I did that. That's when I knew I was like, yo, you're in a really fucking bad headspace. And that really ties in with what you're saying, dude. You can ruin, you can ruin a lot, ruin a lot. If you're not aware of what you're holding inside and so many people are not going to understand and not take it personally. Right. No one, no one's going to understand what you're doing. No one's going to understand that when it's like, it's actually me. It's not you. People don't get that. You shouldn't. They don't see that. They they don't have to agree with that. They don't have to see that because they're not going to see it. That's you being a dick or you being inside your head so Mm -hmm. much. And that's the same thing. It's like, if you're in your head so much there, take that in the outside world, like take that in the real world and be like, holy shit, if I'm so much in here, how can I possibly smell the roses that are out here? How many times did you walk past relationships when you should have stopped and said hi or or met somebody like keep your head up? You don't know who mm-hmm. you're going to meet from day to day. You can meet your best friend. You can meet a loved one. You can meet the, the, the next Mr. or Mrs. If you don't, if you keep your head down, the world's going to pass you by. And before you know it, you're going to be fucking 80. <laughs> and you're going to be like, what the fuck did I just do with my life? Man. And it's like, dude, there's like so much to unpack there. Cause it, cause it even ties into relationship with your significant other, right? Yes. If you don't communicate, yes. if you don't speak, you don't talk, you don't over communicate even, you know? Um, talk about the shit that you just, you, you are never willing to talk about that you think about in your head. You gotta, you gotta communicate all that stuff, man. It's the same exact um, thing. It's exactly it's the, it's same. the same concept, right? It's, it's the same fucking concept. If you don't talk things out and explain what's going on, that person, especially your significant other is going to purely think that that's their fault, right? Or you're just being a dick. When a lot of times it's just like, you're dealing with your own demons and you may not even be ready for that relationship, A, or B, it's Good like, point 
you you need to focus on yourself spend time figuring out what you need um because like going back to what i was saying before um to touch a little about myself like dude i was 280 290 pounds until i was 18 years old you know and i'm five six five six on a good day Probably five, five and a half, bro. Tell people I'm five, six. <laughs> I'll, give that, I'll give you that half, bro. I'll give you that half, bro. You're, <laughs> exactly, you're five, six. Bro. You're five, seven to me, bro. <laughs> exactly, man. And, uh, you know, when I think about that, it's uh, like back then I needed to keep my head down, focus. Nothing mattered except losing weight and being healthy. Nothing did. I cut off all my friendships, uh, which is not good, mind you. It wasn't good, but I needed to do it at the time. I cut off a lot of friendships I necessarily didn't want to. I um, kind of disconnected a little bit from my family. And dude, all I did was focus on my health. Because dude, doctors were telling me I was going to be diabetic by the time I was 21. You know, like I, like I, I remember the dude, his name was, I called him Dr. Denny. I'll never forget him. He worked at Advocate. And uh, I remember when I saw him, I was like 17. At the time, I was like 280-ish. He's like, dude, you are going to be diabetic in no time. Right. You know? And I was like, man, fuck that. I don't care. But then my dad died, you know, uh, and my dad died. And then, so I was like, time out. My dad's 49. My dad's brother was 51 when he had this heart attack and died. And I was like, okay, uh, I needed, I need to fix things around, man. And like, and I, and I shared a post on my Instagram. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, like six weeks ago, ta- discussing a lot of my past. I never really opened up about that's like, yo, I was a massive asshole in the past for a lot of reasons. And my dad's death was a huge turning point for me on um, both for trying to become a better person, losing weight, being healthy. He gave me his last gift was him passing. So I can kind of realize, Hey, you got all this shit going on. You need to realize what's happening and work on yourself. And uh, thankfully I took it that way. I didn't, at the time it was treacherous, right. But um, over time, over self-reflecting on it and, taking the time to unpack it. Thankfully, I took it in a positive light and I was able to lose the weight and do all the things I needed to do. But a huge chunk of that was keeping my head down, working on it. But now that I got beyond that, I'm like, that's not all that life is, you know? Like that keeping your head down, just working hard, working hard, that's a part of it, but there needs to be a balance. And that's why, um, that's why I fight with myself so much when I see posts like that, man. Cause like, I get it. Like, I lived it. I completely understand it. But the other side of it is there's such a beautiful thing about being an open, kind-hearted, hands at your waist, ready to take in a hug, ready to talk to people. That stuff's more beautiful to me, man. So it means I sacrifice a little bit of a workout. That's what I'll do. But if I'm competing, if I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, you can't go through life like that with your hands up, ready to go every day. You know, you can't do that. You have to be able to take a step back and I'm sure it just wasn't the nutrition when your father passed or his, his brother passed, you know, I'm sure it was a lot of stress in the life and, and, and being an entrepreneur and working his, yeah, and working his ass off. So that's another thing that that's another retrospect on what you saw. It wasn't just the nutrition. It was work, 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 work. And you can see where that goes. Dude, you are beautiful for catching that. Actually. That's, really, really great that you caught that. Cause um, I think that's why I have the mentality I do is because it wasn't, the nutrition's a huge part of the reason why my dad died, huge part. But the main reason is that he worked 90 plus hours a week. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that say, yeah, he worked 80, 90 hours. Like, no, this man worked 80, 90 hours a week, barely saw him, 
barely saw him. Towards the later years when things slowed down, especially the 2008 market crash, saw more because he owned a limo company, right? Um, so obviously when that happened, nobody was fucking ordering a limo, <laughs> right? right? No one had money. But uh, man, uh, this man worked his ass off, dude, to give myself, my sisters, my mom, the life he never had, dude. He dropped out of high school to, to work and put um, money on his family's table. And he came to America with my mom and here we are. But he, he gave me a middle-class childhood when he was born in po poverty, poverty, dude. He was 13, 14, having to drop out of high school Holy and shit. Uh, doing what he had to do. And me, I saw that. I saw two things. Like, that's why I am trying. That's why I'm an entrepreneur now. That's why I respect entrepreneurship so much. Cause I understand it's a, uh, it's a part of me loves that it's really glamorized on social media because like more people are saying, Hey, I'm going to take action. I'm going to take ownership. If I want something, I'm going to go out and get it. It's beautiful. But people also need to understand entrepreneurship can suck so oh. fucking much. And, um, we don't talk about, nights, we don't talk about that ugly shit. Yeah, no, no there's not, there's not a whole lot of entrepreneurs that talk about that ugly shit. Dude, man, if I, Dude, like I told you, man, I almost got sued. I just like so many nights where I just sat there and I was like fucking crying to my pillow, bro. Like it just, it sucked, you know, like it, it's, it can be a hard world. And I saw it with my, dude, the stories I can tell you about my dad and what he had to go through with his business. I mean, I, it kills me. I was 17. So like, I don't, I don't beat myself up too much about it, but it bothers me how, how much I didn't understand what he was going through to think that this man did what he had to do by himself right. baffles me. Cause my mom doesn't understand entrepreneurship. My sisters definitely didn't. They were only 15 and I was 17. I was spoiled. You know, I had no fucking idea. And now right. that I'm in it and I'm reflecting and I'm seeing back everything he had to do, dude, it kills me that I'm like, fuck, fuck. Like this is crazy. And that's a huge part of the reason why he did pass. Right. Uh, he had his second major heart attack and a huge cause of heart attacks is stress. Right. The man was 24-7 stressed, and um, I think that's a part of the reason why I am the way I am when I talk about the mentality switch, because you need that balance. Because if right. you're just working hard, if you're just working your ass off, who the fuck, care, who the fuck cares how much money you make? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't it do, matter. It does not matter. Again, um, when I was living in Glenview, I was running that store and doing the things. I was making as much money I could ever want ever want but a i didn't have time to spend it and b <laughs> I, do i i didn't give a fuck i didn't give a shit i remembered i had a i had a number i had a number written on my um my vision board let's say um i had a number on my vision board that i wanted in my bank account like cash you know right 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 i hit it i remember i looked at it and i was like I feel fucking nothing i was like oh i know what it has to mean it means i have to double it so <laughs> what i do i double the number right and I hit that when I was running that store, I hit that number and I, and I hit it. And I remember I looked at Serene, I told her, I was like, Serene, I, I hit it. She's like, no fucking way. I was like, yeah. And she's like, how do you feel? I'm like, worse. Hmm. I feel worse. Like what the fuck? Hmm. Um, my whole life I thought I, I want to dig my family out of living paycheck to paycheck. I, I want to, I want to make, X amount of money. I want to get a Lamborghini. I want to do this. I want to do that. And uh, dude, I'm so thankful. I learned at 22 that that shit is meaningless. 
dude. I'm so thankful. Like, dude, like I, I just turned 25. Um, and I just, I can't, that one of the biggest things I'm thankful for the job I have with them is that they taught me that, you know, I can make the money, but if you're not happy in yourself, dude, doesn't matter. Now has the money been great? Cause like I've been able to, you know, help support my family. I'm, I'm blessed to say that it's such a beautiful part, but beyond that, if you're not happy, right. shit ain't going to make you happy, man. It's not going to make you happy. We see that all the time. We see that today in this, in this younger generation, like yourself, it's like, and you guys, Rami and I are a little bit, a little bit apart. We don't have to talk about how old my ass is, but Rami's a little bit younger than me, but it's like one of those things, like the whole keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, you see it. I post about it all the fucking time and I call people out left and right about it. Cause it's so cool to have the flashy car and have the flashy, the flashy gear and look fly every single fucking day. But dude, it doesn't get you shit. It doesn't do anything for you. You're shallow as fuck and you hate yourself on the inside. Don't think you don't because if you're flashy as shit, you live with your friends or you're still living at home with mom and dad or by yourself and you're fucking ornery and you don't have what you have. It's one thing to have a flashy car and a flashy watch, but it's like, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? Like, do you really think people are looking at you like, oh, he's got it all together, dude? Like, no. That's the, see, here's, here's the issue. Here's the issue with that is that um, there are people, how do I, how do I phrase it? Because in 2018, I kind of had that, right? Because I moved out, had the, my own place in Glenview, um, I did my own thing, uh, was able to do whatever the fuck I wanted. And, but a dude on social media, you would think I am the happiest motherfucker in the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. I got it. You know, yep. uh, I got it all. You know, I, I, I remember there was this one girl who, um, was talking, I, I was talking to this one girl and she was just like, Oh, like, you know, how's things like, you look at like you have a beautiful life. And I was like, okay, do I just lie to her or <laughs> do I just say, no, dude, this shit fucking sucks ass. You know, and um, I was like, nah, this, this all sucks ass. None of it's fucking worth it. Um, so because of that, I understand even if you have all that shit, even if, even if, um, I think everybody's dealing with their own inner demons and they're trying to work through what they need to work through. And, you know, if social media can make you happier, fantastic. I don't think it, I don't think it can in that perspective, at least for myself personally. Um, but for some people it can, and if you right. can get that and do what you need, it's just, when it comes to the, like the extra flashy stuff, it can be an insecurity in myself, you know, cause I come from a, a fairly humble upbringing and, uh, maybe it's just an insecurity in me. I got no idea, you know, um, that when I see that, I'm like, oh, that's fucking stupid, you know, blah, blah, blah. But if it gives you enjoyment, it gives you enjoyment. Who am I to fucking say otherwise? Right. Does that make sense? I oh, 100%. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's to each their own, you know, like a lot of people are happy with frivolous things. And a lot of people like yourself and myself, like, it doesn't mean anything to me, because I know having something super expensive. That's cool. That's out there. That's that's that it's just a thing. It's a shiny object. Yeah, that doesn't do anything for me inside these four walls, like at 100%. all in, in the least bit. And that's the way you've kind of been looking at things. And I always talk to my girlfriend, Carrie Ann about it, too. It's like, even if I make the amount of money that I that are like, that's on my vision board, since you said that, like, I'm a ways away from that and it's a challenge to get there. And even when I do get there, like I'm still going to live the same way. It's not going to change me at all because yeah. it makes me more successful into oneself. If I can maintain the same way I'm living now with a little bit more money, like that's success to me is yes. okay. I may have a little bit more money and I'm living now I'm living comfortable and I don't have to do this rat race type thing anymore, but I'm still as happy as I am and nothing's changed. Like I know that money's not going to change me nor will a nice car is not going to change me. I'm actually going to look at that nice car and be like, 
I don't really need that. I'm going to sell it. Like, it's just a waste of my money. You know, that's why I have used cars. Like, I don't have to pay on it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, but that's just me. But like you said, to each their own, man, like I get it. If it gives you happiness. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one to say, go fuck yourself. Like if that's cool with you and that's what you want to do, go for it, man. And, And you know, um, like it just, there's, there's different perspectives for different people, you know? And, uh, like I'm in the same boat as you, right? Like I'm driving an 09 Honda Accord that the car battery dies like every other week at this point. I'm definitely gonna have to get get a new car soon, but I'm the same way too. I also get tired of flashy stuff very quickly, like very, very quickly. Like I don't give a shit for um, having anything really, like well, I like it, having- it is, It's like, a flash in a pan, hoodie, right? It's a flash in a pan, right? That's all right. it is. Correct. Like I like having nice, high quality things, but there, there's a limit right. um, to certain things. And again, for some people, it may make them really, really happy. I just think, uh, I just think for a lot of situations, there's something deeper there that you have to kind of figure out and see what's kind of causing you that that want. Maybe I don't right. know. I don't know, dude. It's it, the shit. The shit's really, really tough. Like. Uh, a part of it could be because when I, when I was 22 and I was doing that stuff in Glenview, uh, like I, I know I've told you personally, but uh, I remember I went to my manager and I was like, Hey man, like I need to give up this fucking store. Like genuine, I need to give up the store. And he looked at me, he's like, you're, you're literally, you're, you're giving up a lot here. Like you're sure mm-hmm. you're 22 in like two years, you're rolling in it like your shirt and I was like dude I'm I'm not happy you know like right not happy and I shit you not I shit you not bro um because I was still owning I was still owning the the business right at that time so I was running that store but I also had my own business going um and prior to running the store my business was actually doing pretty good but when I started running the store the store was the store's money was really good and it caused me to not focused on my business so much. So my business actually, it didn't plummet, but it wasn't, it wasn't growing, you know, it was just kind of stagnant. And, uh, I was, um, so unhappy with everything going on. Like I wasn't happy there. I wasn't happy business. I wasn't happy at the gym. I just wasn't happy in general. And, uh, when I told him, I was like, yeah, man, like I really have to give this up. I I can't do it. And I went from working like 60, like probably 50 hours there, um, a week, just doing that. And, um, I was like, yo, send me back to Oakbrook. Let me move back in with my family. Let me recenter myself, figure out what the fuck is going on with me. Mm-hmm. Cause I've never felt this way before. And, um, dude, I, my, my pay got cut in half and like, it was tough in the beginning. I was like, shit, you know, like, I mean, literally I lost half the money I was making per year. It was crazy overnight. And like, then you really start okay. questioning your shit. <laughs> and I really start questioning, like, fuck, did I make the right decision? But I swear to God, man, a month later, I was the happiest I have Hell been yeah. in so long. And I was like, dude, the, the money is irrelevant, like irrelevant. And I learned that lesson. You know, I was like, like, if you f- are not happy, hey, and kudos to you. If you can, I want you to grind and do well and make the money you want to make and right. do whatever, whether if that's you becoming a nurse or you being an artist or you doing whatever. I don't give a shit. As long as you are happy and you're making money, it can be a million a year. It can be 50,000 a year. It can be 20,000 a year. If you're happy, you're happy. It doesn't matter. Right, money doesn't right. equate it. And uh, 
again, I'm just really grateful that I learned that lesson. Um, and I'm also grateful that my managers were super, super respectful of it. Did right. not, did not give me shit for it. Did not um, screw me over. And honestly, the door is still open if I ever wanted to do it again. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm blessed to be in that position too. And I have to understand that. Cause even now, dude, like the coronavirus is going on. A lot of people are out of work and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm saddled with honestly somewhat more work. And um, I'm grateful for all of that. And now it's three years post making that decision. And I'm busier with things I'm more passionate about. And I'm more successful in areas I'm more passionate about, which makes me very, very happy. Oh man, you're, you're growing your life the way it should be. You know, it's, you're not mm -hmm. tied to anything anymore. And just imagine where you would be still today if you're doing the same fucking yeah. thing. You'd be so upset with yourself. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's even harder down the line to get out of it later down the line. Like if anyone has any insecurities or any hate towards what they're doing right now, and it's like been like that for quite some time, like, hey, I've been there. I know exactly what you're doing. I hate, I hated you, everything. I, I can't believe I just forgot about that. You know more, you know more than that by anybody. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, we all we, we all we all go through, and a lot of entrepreneurs have these yeah. adversities where they come to realization where it's like I can no longer work for people, and it's one of those things where it's like, and it's it's really not just about working for people. It's that you got to get the fuck out of that because that's not what you want to do. And like I did it, I did it for a very long time. I worked for a bunch of different companies, and it was like I I'm fucking mad. I'm mad. Like I'm mad. I look like shit. I feel like shit. I'm overworked. I'm, I'm, I'm under recovered. I'm not eating correctly. You know, I drank it way too much. I did a whole bunch of shit I shouldn't have been doing. And it's one of those things like it's a snap. And like, like you just said, man, uh, I think I'm making a fraction of what I was making at my salary job, but guess what? I'm happy as a motherfucker. And I know yep. my journey now. And like, you know, at 38 years old, I can say I'm actually doing something that I love to do. And I'm in the second year of doing it. And it's like, there's no going back for me. And I think if anyone has any, any type of hate towards what they're doing now, or they know they shouldn't be doing it, you need to, you need to evaluate yourself now, not later, because when it's later down the line, you could be feel like you're, you're in it more. You can't get out. You feel like you're cornered. Like, Oh shit, I've been here for so long. What's another 15 years? Like, no, 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 no. You need to figure that shit out oh, now. And now's a good time to think about that. Like we were saying in the beginning of the podcast, if you're mad now, you're going to be mad when this is over. So Fix yep. your shit fucking now, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's really tough, man, when that's, when that sort of, when you're in that situation, it also depends on the person, right? Because um, it depends on what you have going on. Do you have a family? Do you have kids? Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, I mean, do, you, like, do you have mortgage? Right? There, right. There's, there's you have to be responsible about it, right? You have to be really responsible about it and do what makes you, um, you, right? Um, but also, you know, if you have other people you're caring for, you have to do it the right way. And um, I don't know, there's certain people that, dude, they're fine with getting their paycheck, work, clocking in, clocking out, getting their paycheck. Dude, I actually envy those fucking people. Right. Like a lot of people look at these um, quote unquote successful entrepreneurs, even if the entrepreneur makes 200 grand a year, I have, I have, I have yet to meet an entrepreneur who I consider, consider successful, you know, who is making, you know, 150 and more and and has happiness right uh their hourly rate is probably four dollars a fucking hour if you factor in how many hours they put in right you know right yeah, yeah. not anybody is willing to do that right so that's the thing I, I say all the time is like yeah i'm doing well whatever but you also have to understand like are you willing to work 70 80 hours a week like ask yourself that genuine question 
And there is absolutely nothing wrong if you say no, nothing wrong. Personally, I know I get a lot of happiness when I do certain tasks towards myself. Like if it's for another company, I don't want to get into like naming whoever I work for or whatever, yeah, yeah. but if it's for, I, I can give a fuck. Like I don't care to put in X amount of hours for them. I don't care. They are a machine and they are doing fantastic, but I don't need to, I don't want to put in extra hours so I don't have to. But the hours I put in for myself, I don't give a shit. Shit, I'll do a hundred right. hours if I have the energy. Right. I don't care. It gives me happiness. But there's other people who's like, yo, I don't get happiness from that. Fantastic. That's entrepreneurship's probably not the route you want to go down. It's just, right. it's probably not. It, um, it'll crush you real quick if you don't have that little gut instinct that says, I can't do this anymore. But like, I'm in the and same you're boat as you. Per hour, man. Dude. You're, worth, you're making less than, you're making, dude, the amount of entrepreneurs are making less than half a minimum wage that I know right. personally. Making less than half a minimum wage. But they're, they're putting in the hours, you know, and the scalability is so high, even in your business, your business, it's very, very seldom, unless you have a huge social media following for you to make real money right off the gate. It's very seldom. However, in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years, fuck, you're doing nothing. That's the interesting thing about entrepreneurship. A lot of the times, all the work's up front, but then when it hits, it's gone. Correct. That's, and that's the thing too. Like as crazy as it sounds, man, I'm looking for the future, you know, like all this time I'm putting in now is just, it's just me. It's just me pounding sand. That's really what it is. Cause I know down the line, eventually it's going to pay off and you have to just be patient in the life game. Like the tortoise in the hair was a real fucking story, man. Like it's a real yep. fucking story. It's not a joke. Like it's, and then it's, we, I get caught up in that, in that rat race sometimes too, where it's like, fuck, as soon as I stop looking forward and I kind of do one of these, I look around a little bit and I'm like, oh, what is that dude doing over there? Like, what's that dude doing? What's that girl doing over there? Like, man, I got to do what they're doing. I'm not, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're not even playing your game anymore. Like, you're not even you're understanding. Setting comparisons, man. Dude, I, that's the worst thing. And I think in the entrepreneurial world, like, dude, that is, comparison is the thief of joy. It will take everything away from you in a heartbeat before you can Because you'll never, you, can, yeah. you'll never be happy. You'll, ne you you'll never, you yeah, are. you'll never be happy, man. Well, it's like, you'll also never reach those standards. You know, there's always going to be someone who is into to you, to you yourself will be doing better. Always, 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 always. And you know, what's an interesting, let me run this by you. You tell me what you think. I was listening to this podcast by Russell Brand and uh, it, it, it threw me for a loop uh, because I really thought about it. I was like, Fuck, this, 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 there's something there. And that's, uh, he was talking about how, he was actually doing a podcast with Logan Paul, right? Mm -hmm. And Logan Paul, obviously, he's my age. And the success he has is, is unfathomable, right? It's, it's just, it's unbelievable what he's right. doing. Um, everybody wants to say what they want about Logan Paul, but like that kid's work ethic is like, it's, it's it. beyond, it's beyond comprehension, right? And um, when, he was talking to, when he was talking to Russell Brand, Russell Brand was even talking about how um, cause I think Logan said something about working hard, da, 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 da. And then Russell was like, yeah, but do you understand that that's still genetic? Hmm. And I paused when he said that. And I was like, what? like, no, like if you need to work hard, you need to work hard. He's like, yeah, but sometimes that shit's just genetic. Some people are more apt to working hard and some people aren't right. And there's going to be a threshold for each person. It's almost like athletics, right? Um, that like. I can work my ass off, right? And hit this, hit this level. But then there's other people 
who they don't have to work there so hard, but they're just genetically superior, which is fine, right? It's just, just the way it is. And then while for him, he brought up like, it's the same thing with um, work ethic. It's the same thing with that is that there, everybody has a maximum, right? But you have to work hard to reach that maximum. But some people, man, they're just naturally born here. So you can't compare yourself, right? You cannot compare yourself. That's the root cause of him saying that and saying that everybody has different genetic potentials and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you got to work your ass off to try and get as close as possible to that. Um, but also understand that their genetic makeup is different from you. Their personality is different from you. You can't say, hey, John Johnson down the street is doing this, this, and this, and this. How the fuck is he happy in doing all that? If you did all that, you may be able to, but you may not be happy like he can. Right. Just because his mind just works that way. Does that make sense? I see it in a way of, I, I'll, I'll take what you off. said. I'll take what you said and I'll define it as this. And it hit me when you said it because I'm, I'm a little squeamish what he said with that because I know for a yeah. fact that where I came from, from my depression and my suicide and my drug addiction that I had at, you know, in yeah. my close to my being 30, 31 years old, like I know I shouldn't be here. That does not define who I am, but- I don't want to be that person anymore. I understand that, but I didn't know I can even be who I am today, but I think it's up to us to try to maybe find that genetic potential that we can go to because the things that we do like in this lifetime, whether you want to believe it or not, and I really don't give a fuck who you are. You want to see some crazy people who you think should not even be where they're at. Go start watching Ted talks on people that have survived the Afghanistan and people that were born without limbs and people that are doing the craziest things and they're multi multi millionaires to billionaires in this world. This, there's, I don't, there's no ceiling to this thing we're doing called life. There's no right. ceiling to it. If you believe that you are stuck somewhere in life, you will be stuck somewhere. And you know what? That may be that person that's happy with working just 40 hours a week and making X amount of money and getting two weeks of vacation. You know what? That's fucking fine because that is where your happiness is. And no yep. one's trying to push you outside of that comfort zone. If you're happy, you are fucking happy. But if you want more in this life, Dude, it's there for the taking. That saying is completely yeah. fucking true. Anything you want in today's life, you can fucking have. And I don't think mm -hmm. you should deny yourself the chance of even trying that. I think a lot of people don't even try. Like a lot of people, let's just say this. I know a ton of people that already said, that have already told me in the DMs since I've started this podcast less than a year ago, like, I wish I could do what you, could, what you do on your podcast. What the fuck? What does that mean? You can do it. Do you think this isn't genetic? I, I, I did <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a podcast. Guess what? Someone did it before me. Someone did it before them. And it goes back years and years. I'm basically copying off of somebody, bought a fucking microphone and have a setup. Oh, okay. And That's why go. it made me pause. Because I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't even know if I worded it right. But I just remembered him saying that. And um, it made me feel a type of way. Because I was like, hmm. yeah, but just like you said, you don't know your potential. Like no you one just, does. You just got to. You just got to. You just got to work, right? And continue. And some people want to find working. it, and some people don't care to find it, and some people are happy, and some people yeah. just want to be lazier and depressed. I mean, it is what it is, and some people just they, they don't even want to try to find it. And I think there's other people like me. I I can't I can't work hard enough to find a different like different like something different in my life. Like I just want to keep this thing fucking going because it's like once you get that taste of a little bit of like something that you succeed at a little bit of goal. Like my first goal, when I walked away from my last fucking dumbass job that I fucking had, and I was so happy, 
like that conversation was already had six months before that happened. Like I had said, yeah. this is a, this you is knew. a serious, Carrie Ann, this is a serious possible thing. Carrie Ann's my girlfriend community. You guys should you know that. You told me. Yeah. You told I'm me. Like, I, this, I, you told me. Dude, if this I, happened, you, you like told me months I'm, before it happened. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was going to happen, but it was like, this is, this is something serious that could possibly happen. Like, are we cool? And she was like, yeah, fam, let's fucking do it. Like your happiness means everything, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking right. It fucking does mean everything, you know? And so, you know, it's one of those things, like my first year of my business, my, my goal, Rami, I never told you this before. And I get emotional talking about this shit. Cause it's just like, this is what we all love to do. And everyone listening to this in the community, I know you guys are in the same boat or else you wouldn't fucking be here listening to this podcast right now. Like my goal was to keep the fucking lights on. That's it. Think about that, people. Think about that community. That was my goal. It wasn't to buy new shoes. I'm going to start crying right now. It wasn't about to buy new fucking shoes. It wasn't about to buy a fucking car. It was to keep the fucking lights on, man. That's it. That's it. And you know what? That's success to me, dude. And I made it past that. And now I know that I can do that. And now my potential could be more. That proved to me that I said, fuck genetics. I broke that potential. Now I'm going even farther. Now I believe in myself more. And that's the yeah. thing, one foot in front of the next, you know? And you know what's, uh, what's so beautiful about that is um, those lessons that you learned from that is going to make your scalability so much heavier, so much bigger. Because yeah. um, the lessons you learned from saying, okay, fuck, I can be homeless right now. The fuck am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, when your back's pushed against the wall and like your only option is to move forward or you're fucked, um, that's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Um, and I, I remember you and I talked a little bit about having our backs pushed against the wall and you just having to fucking break it and just doing it um, because you have people relying on you. You're relying on yourself. Um, again, you don't want to be homeless. That sort of motivator uh, will teach you certain things that just it's 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 not something you can just listen to and just get you kind of have to get there understand it break through it and work through it and uh i think it's beautiful that you've been able to do that and succeed that's the thing not only were you able to do that but you succeeded right you actually did it you progressed and now you're doing something you actually enjoy because the happiness and the, the light that you project you now versus you two years ago when, when you were still there, two different Anthony's, right? Um, two, and guess what else? Uh, guess what else you were doing in the gym? You were way more head down, work hard. You know I, why? One hundred percent. Why? But you know why? Is because you weren't happy. A and B. You had that was your only opportunity in life to work, put your head down, and work hard. Now your business, you're able to you put your head put down this, and work I, hard. I never put this together before. Ever what you just That's said? That's what happened because it, it's what happened to me, dude. I'm in the same. I was in the same. It was the same. Boat. Yep, I swear to yep. God, swear to God, I was in the same. I boat. wanted to succeed so bad at doing CrossFit at that time. I didn't want to fucking because talk to anybody. Else. Nothing nope. fucking else, man. Fuck. See, that's the thing, man. That's fucking it. Right. And that's fucking it, bro. I I I vibe with that so heavy. Like I told you, like I mean, shit. At this point, I think I I, I I've never put this out there like that. But dude, like I lost. I think I lost in total four houses. I had my car repossessed. You know, um, mm. I had all that shit happen uh, after my dad died because my dad was a breadwinner. Thankfully, my dad was very successful. You know, he did very well. But he was Arab, bro. Like, when he, I, I, sh I have never publicly said this. So I'll, I'll just be frank with you. You know, when he died, 
again, he he owned he owned a limo company, bro. He had a he had a hundred thousand dollar super stretch limo, a fifty thousand dollar Escalade, and like another town car because he had a limo. It's a, it's it's a business, right? So he has right. these cars. He needs it. He has drivers. Here's the fucking interesting part. Um, I'm seventeen, right? My mom doesn't know what the fuck's going on. My sisters don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, and like, I'm a spoiled fucking brat, bro. My dad dies. Okay. Um, so imagine how many bills we have. We have house yeah. payment. Uh, we have what two a quarter million dollars in car payments, at least. Um, guess how much money my dad had in his bank account? Take a guess. Sub a thousand dollars. No shit. To this day, I know this fucking Arab has cash somewhere hidden to this fucking day. I you have no it. idea where it's Oh, no, no fucking idea. <laughs> no one knows. No fucking idea. Love my dad, but man, he didn't trust fucking anybody, <laughs> you know? And, but no, it's funny. Like, I laugh about it now because we worked through it. But, bro, when he died, we had to borrow money for his fucking funeral. Yeah. I'll never forget the guy who, lo- who gave us the money. Like, I, such a fucking beautiful man, dude. He came in, he helped my family, did everything he needed. And um, we had to sell all the cars, all the, tr- everything. We lost the right. entire business. I, that, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't apt enough to know what the fuck was going on. Cause I was just a spoiled brat. So like, I know it was a successful business and overnight lost everything. I just imagine that a business that he cultivated for 20 plus years, right? Everything gone, no money, no nothing, no cars, it, lost it all. Cause you never think it's going to end. He never thought it was going to end the way it did. He doesn't go live forever. Right? Like he had no idea when things were going to come to fruition and when they didn't. So that's, that's a testament to what's going on right now. You know, like, I don't think no one saw this thing coming where now we're all sitting around and we're all like, you know, fucking cheeks clenched, like shit. I better, I better start eating some rice, man. Like <laughs> better see some ramen for the next couple of months and see what happens, you know, just to keep the lights on. But that's a funny thing that happened with this is that, you were coming out with a product that you sold out in less than 48 hours with. How the fuck did that happen, man? Why don't you talk about that really quick? Yeah. So, um, a part of my business is I actually, I, uh, I, I created a, um, a gym wipe, like an antibacterial gym wipe that was natural and biodegradable. Right. So I'm the only wipe in the market that had, had that, right. All the wipes in the market were, you know, like, obviously bad for the environment, wasn't biodegradable, right. wasn't natural. So I was like, fuck, like, that'd be dope if I can get into the gym space and make something good for the environment. So it's a win-win for me. And the numbers made re, dude, it made fucking, it made sense, right? I was right. like, fuck, this can be it, you know? So I did it. And I, I made the product, got it all set, got it shipped. Um, I wanted to start off Amazon with this one. I, I already have an Amazon business, like through FBA, which is basically fulfillment by Amazon. You manufacture product, you get it sent in, you sell it on Amazon, they handle the shipping. It's a nice, easy process. But the gym wipes I knew can be way bigger than that. Like way, it can be an entire business on it all, on its own, right? And I knew that. But I was like, hey, I know Amazon, let's start there and then build upon from there. Got it sent into Amazon, bro. Uh, 20 grand worth of inventory. Right. And, uh, I got hit with a lawsuit, crazy, crazy shit. And, um, I was like, yeah, like, fuck you. You can't, you can't sue me. Like, what what can you sue me for? It's a gym wipe. How many gym wipes are there? Uh, found out it's a multi-billion dollar company in Israel. And I was like, okay, if they want to fuck me, they'll fuck me. Like, that's it. Like they can't, they have the money, they have the lawyers, they have the power. 
So I was like, okay, shit. Um, I reached out to him. I actually, thankfully, I put my pride to the side. Um, because in the beginning, I was like, no, nah, like, fuck, you can't do nothing. But then I put my pride to the side. I messaged him. I'm like, yo, I'll be real with you. At the time, I was 24. I was like, I'm a 24-year-old kid. Um, this is my first real shot at serious business. I've always done Amazon FBA. It's what I've enjoyed. Um, but I wanted to take this to the next level. Um, please tell me what I did wrong. Are you willing to talk to me? Blah, blah, blah. Thankfully, the owner wasn't willing to talk to me, but his lawyer was willing to talk to me. Okay. So I got on the phone with the lawyer and I talked to the guy. Basically, it was a labeling issue. They thought their, my label looked similar to theirs. And I told them, like, first off, like, Windex can't sue Clorox, right? Fucking white labels look the same, right? Um, but he said, no, like, they're, they're similar enough to where if we wanted to, we can at least fight you, you know? My best friend's brother's a lawyer, showed it to my best friend. My best friend's brother was like, hey, they can't actually get money from you. There's no fucking way, but they can drag it out for five years and put you through insane, insane oh, fees if they wanted Jesus. to. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I called the lawyer back and I was like, hey man, like I'm a fucking kid. How can we resolve this? Like, please, please, you know, talk to the guy. He's like, hey, um, just relabel everything and we're good. You seem genuine. We don't know whether if you're a good person or bad person until we talked on the phone. Now we know that you're not just being a shitty fucking scumbag. I was like, right. Okay. Thank you. You know, thank you. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Could do it. Scared. I scared the yeah. shit out of me, man. Like I, I was, I was, and dude, like I was trying to balance a relationship at the time. I was, I was like getting worse with my family too. Cause I had all this anxiety going on. I was freaking out. I was thinking I was getting sued. I didn't want to put it on my family or the relationship. I was like, I was trying not to. And I'm sure I did. Um, because you can't hide something like that. Right. You know? And so um, long story short, uh, I had to get all the inventory sent to a storage unit. Right. Which that was the biggest bitch in the world. Anthony, like so annoying, literally in the freezing cold. Cause it was snowing at the time. I had to literally open up 9,000 pounds worth of inventory, 9,000 pounds relabel it by hand every single thing every single thing every dude it was like so much wear on the mind i was so Jesus. i was it sucked dude and like um, how I'm many grateful pieces for, was that how many pieces was it over a thousand <laughs> Holy yeah shit. dude it sucked bro it sucked Holy and um shit. i'm so thankful to serene dude she um i know my, i have two younger twin sisters serene and sandra sandra had to do a lot school wise so she wasn't able to help as much but Dude, Serene, she stuck it in the fucking cold with me the whole time, dude. I, Damn. Like, when I say, dude, I have, like, the greatest sisters in the fucking world, the greatest sisters in the fucking world. Facts. Sandra, she helped me wherever she could. And the, the fuck, Serene, dude, she sat in the cold with me hours, hours on end, dealing with me bitching because I wasn't willing to be positive during that time. She was staying positive. I wasn't willing to. So I was like, dude, this sucks. This shit. And there was so many issues, bro. I had to get a forklift. You know how hard it is to get a forklift? Like, so much shit I had to do to get this to work. I, I swear to you, the amount of things I had to do to get this inventory back to a warehouse was asinine. And this will be a big nugget for anybody who's still listening that, yo, when something is too big to fathom, when it gives you too much anxiety, break it down. Break mm. it down. Step by step by step. Because if I just looked at the big picture, there was no way I was going to get this done. Right. Zero. Um, thankfully I broke it down step by step by step by step by step. And, you know, I got it to the Amazon warehouse, dude, the second it was scanned fucking in 48 hours, every unit sold out because of Corona. 
every unit. And like, imagine how much money I had, the amount of money I had to put into it. And thankfully I was still pretty profitable on it. And I was like, fuck, like I fucked this up big time. Like I lost so (laughs) much, like I spent so much money. Imagine if I didn't have to do all this, you know? And so now I'm working on my next shipment, but it's really tough with, you know, the whole Corona situation. Um, But I'm doing what I can trying to get this ready. And um, it was a big learning experience, uh, huge learning experience. I learned so much of the, the back end of the business. Like I learned freight, I learned truck deliveries, I learned setting up appointments with truck deliveries. I learned how to talk with drivers. There was just so much shit that I learned. I was like, wow. And I also learned um, how grateful of ride or dies I have. Um, It's so funny, dude. Like ride or die is Jake Weber, dude. Ah. Dude is 18 years old, man. 18 years old. When I say I couldn't have gotten this shit to happen either without him, wouldn't have. Guess who got me the forklift? His dad. You know how much a forklift would have costed me? A thousand dollars. Bare minimum. And on top of it, his dad drove it. He did it all. Yeah. Like, like just, just he's good fucking people. It still baffles me. He's 18. Doesn't even make any sense to me. Um, he has a very successful life out of him and I'm very excited for him. He's, he's way, uh, he's way, he's way ahead of his time. He's way ahead of his time. Special dude. Yeah. Special kid. Um, he's a very, very special kid. And, um, he saved my ass and that's like 25 and this kid, you know, just saved my fucking ass like multiple times too. Not only that, like multiple times. I don't want to get into all of it, but he saved my ass multiple (laughs) times. And, um, dude, it's just like, man, it's just such a beautiful, it's a, and all stem from the gym, right? Like just the the relationships, the connections you can build. And now my focus is heavily on the business side, trying to build that up and, uh, seeing what I can do. And then the money I make from there, I'm trying to continue into real estate. That's kind of like my overarching goal is that I want to build like income producing properties. I don't really, I'm not really, I don't really want to buy and flip. I more so want to buy more income, like uh, rental properties and uh, build that up. That's, that's kind of my long-term vision, but I want to focus on this sort of business first to make the money to be able to do that. And um, that's kind of my plan, dude. But to, to, to relate it back to uh, my past is that like we kind of touched on, like I lost a hundred pounds. I lost the houses. I lost all that blah, blah, blah before I even did the business. Right. Um, but all of that stuff taught me what I needed to be a successful entrepreneur, quote unquote, right? Successful is such right. a, it's such a, a personal view. It's like, it's so personal. Like, but in my view of successful, I learned all the tasks just from that, right? I learned that, Hey, I can be told I was going to be diabetic, get it done. I never thought I'd be skinny. Right. I never thought I would be healthy. All that type of stuff. And I did it. And I never thought I would pull 500 pounds. You know, like I never thought these things right? right. It, 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 out of my mind. And then when you tell me like, Hey, you've been able to support your mom, you support your family, make people, make people's lives easier than you wanted to. I never thought I can do all that shit, dude. I never did. Especially at the age I'm doing it. I was like, there was a time where I thought I was a deadbeat. Right. So um, I learned those things. And that's why I think it's so important that, you take the tasks you learn. And if you can put that into other avenues, dude, you can really explode. And that's what you're doing with your business, right? Like, like just like I said, you, you had to do that work hard. Did you freeze on me? Nope, I'm good. Okay, you have to put that. You kind of froze on me. Nope, oh, I'm oh, good. Go. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's tough shit. And it's- uh, It is, it is. It's having but it's to like- do what you got to do. 
like you were saying, like put your back up against the wall. And I think a lot of people have gone through adversities like this. And I mean, you're a true testament to the character that you are from a young age, learning how to overcome your own adversities to losing your father. And now you are here, you're here right now. And you've had a super strong relationship now with your family and, and everyone that is around you and keeping your head down and paying attention to only what you want in life. Isn't the way to go. I mean, we, that's this whole conversation has been a testament to that. And when you run yeah. across people like Jake Weber, like you said, at 18 years old, you would have never met that kid. If you took just, said, fuck it, I'm gonna keep my head down, you know, and not pay attention mm-hmm. to what you're around me. That's life, man. I mean, there's so much around us that I think we just need to slow the fuck down, open your eyes and really do take time to smell the roses. And I think going back to this whole Corona thing, the quarantine and, and life in general, like take time to yourself, reevaluate all the time of what you want to do in your life and what actually makes you happy. And I think everything will stem from there. And I think, and in, in the, and this is my personal opinion, like I was saying before, like, this thing called life, man, there really isn't a ceiling to it. And I think you can do anything you want to do. And like, this is just a huge tale of adversity and, and, and who you are today from that, dude. So I really do appreciate you coming on today and talking all that and telling people that, you know what, through bad things, you can come out the other end squeaky clean and actually be exactly. better. So thank you so much for coming on today, dude. I really no, appreciate, I appreciate you. you having me, man. Dude, we could, we really could do this do. for six hours straight, yeah, I guys. Say, <laughs> we can do this. I knew, I was like, I was like, shit, man, this is going to end up being a long time. That's why I was like, when you said we didn't even start, I was like, shit, we've already been talking. But <laughs> 30 minutes yeah, later. Man, I, I can't agree. And I think we, we both share the same sort of similar outline, right? Um, a lot of the same things is like, shit happens, backs against the wall, push through, work hard and you'll eventually get there. And that's why I wanted to ask you about that Russell Brand thing, because I was like, I might have taken it wrong, but I was like, I, I see kind of both sides to it. And I love, I feel like I, I have a better understanding of that through talking with you about it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a wild thing that he said, but I think you can just always take things in different ways, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's always two sides to a coin, man, and you can always, perspective is everything. And, and that's the one thing, too. It's like, just because one person said something doesn't mean that you just shut it off and take it for what they said. Like, what's your perspective Absolutely. on it? How do you take it, man? So once again, man, without going into the top of the hour, man, thank you so much for being on here. I really do appreciate your time and your energy. And um, dude, course, this was such a, such, such a great conversation, man. I really appreciate you being on, man. Of course, brother. I appreciate you having me, man. I, I hopefully we'll be able to train soon, man. Oh my God. Yes. Soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you community. Once again, for your time and energy. And I always like to end the show like this. Thank you for who you are and what you do without your love and support. I would not be able to do what I do. This podcast would not be available. And I guarantee that Rami and I would probably not talk as much as we do. And we probably wouldn't even be friends if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you guys so much. Peace and love community. Thank you so much, Rami. Love you, brother. There you guys have it. Another amazing episode. Man, when I get together with Rami, we can just talk forever. Like I had to cut that podcast short because we could have talked for three hours, you know, and that's just what we do when we get in person too. Um, I I believe we talked about that in the podcast as well, where when we get together and we're both in the gym, we have to like kind of like, do you feel like talking or not? Because we got to get to work, you know, we got to get some some weights lifted. So uh, it's definitely something that we can do for a very long time. I hope you guys pulled a lot of amazing educational nuggets from there. And And if you're going through anything that Rami has gone through or are going through something like that right now, you guys hit him up. He'll definitely definitely talk to you and, and try to help you out the best that he can. And uh, he's always he's always there answering DMs on Instagram, guys. So go ahead and hit him up. Please hop over to any type of platform that, that, that this podcast is on, which is basically every single one of them. Hit that subscribe button. Hit a comment. Hit a like. Tell us what you liked about that episode. Please take a screenshot of it as well, your favorite part. Share it to your Instagram story. Tag Rami. Tag myself so we can show you some love right back. And also that helps us grow through the ranks and get this awesome podcast out there in the world where people can hear, guys. 
and the brand new YouTube channel is up. You can now put faces with the names. Head over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button, guys. That's going to be a huge daunting task to get that YouTube channel to grow. We need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watching hours in the first 12 months alone, and we are way far from that number. So please head over there, share it with a friend, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, guys. That's gonna be tons of fitness, tons of nutrition tips, not just the podcast, but it is nice to watch a podcast as well as see a face and put a face to that name. So guys, like always, thank you so much. Hopefully you get your Monday started in the right way. Kill this week, guys. You guys have any questions, hit me up, DM me. I'm always here for any of you guys. So peace and love. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and kick some ass.